Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello, welcome to Material, episode 157, and I am Andy Anatko. And I am Florence Ion. Uh, and I'm going to stop doing the radio voice. I was just listening to, I was just watching some YouTube stuff, and there's, I will not mention the person's name because I don't want to make fun of him. He has a great channel, but he has this voice whenever he's talking as though he's a night, he's like a 1982 AM radio disc jockey. And so, as, imagine, imagine that like he's ta- he's 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 talking about like a, it's a it's a it's a really great informative YouTube channel about like cutlery. So, well, <laughs> I went out and tested the brand new 2018 fork today by by Revere Forkware, and I gotta say I had a good time with it. I've got a few notes, of course, and I'm not be able to tell you exactly what I'm gonna be doing with it until we actually get our hands on it. But as a hands on experience it was still quite exciting like okay again it's and and the thing is he will have lots of great things to say about that fork but i'm like what i I, i'm looking for that the those one of those features that was promised us about how like everything on youtube is going to be like automatically captioned like on podcasts and then i would like to have like the google assistant like just re I, I, i want a feature on youtube where I can have the Google Assistant simply read the captions and mute the actual audio because I would much rather hear, I was invited to try, to try out the brand new 2018 Forks, and I have a lot to say about it. However, of course, I don't have my hands on the real thing yet. Yep, it's like, great, this is what I want. <laughs> I don't know. I A long time ago, I learned to just not step into my radio voice because apparently I sound super fake. <laughs> <laughs> this is what well, I was told. Well, or like I was faking voice. it really hard. And remember, the eighth caller with the phrase that pays is going to get that Motorhead album. Remember, we only have eight more for the next of the week. But remember, the phrase that pays is bingo's got my name Oh, And now some bloody. fog hat. <laughs> so I am not in my usual location this week as we are doing the podcast. I am in the much more warmer Los Angeles area of California. Um... He's very warm here. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to tell you this morning, uh, we almost missed our flight over because uh, the podcast mic that we packed really flagged out TSA. (laughs) They were really not enjoying that podcaster's life, that nomadic, you know, freelancer's way of just doing it all on the road kind of thing. They really were not in support of that today. And I just wanted to bring that to your attention. As a fellow freelancer roaming in the world free. <laughs> well, did, did, were you talking about your shotgun mic and just kept saying the word shotgun mic? I mean, I was saying the word bomb, 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 bomb over and over and over again. So clearly, you know. Yeah, we, we, need, we need to have like metal tape that we can just like tape on equipment. So basically think this is a microphone. This is not, you're wasting your own time. If you're going to check this out, obviously fine detailed microphone. Well, kudos tape. to my husband for packing it in his t-shirts to try and pad it. So I really appreciate yeah. that. Well, I, 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 I will make, I will mark that what I'm about to say as my, my one, I'm trying to get it down to only one huge, like non Google related diversion for myself. Yes. And I, cause I'm still, I'm just still irritated about this. Have you oftentimes, sometimes you're just, you're that close to, you're not going to miss it, 
Because, yeah. oh, thank goodness. If there was a traffic jam, I might have missed my flight. Or if I had just had to rush back to my hotel to get my get my phone off, I might have missed my flight. As it is, you're in line. You're like, okay, great. This can't. I see there are only two people ahead of me. This can't possibly take more than 20, 30 minutes. My flight is going to be called in about 20 or 30 minutes from now. So I, I'm, I'm good. And part of this was my fault. Uh, I did. I forgot that um, I had like one of those like business card multi tools in my wallet. I was at, oh, I was at a, boy. Yeah, I know it was my it was dumb rookie mistake. It was one of those things that's in like in your speakers bag by people who hate their speakers because they forget that these people are probably flying home and what they're going to do when they're given a very cool like little multi. It's not like a, there's like a, a hypno blade. I'm I'm talking about like <laughs> it's a can opener. This is a ruler. They're like little like nut drivers like cut into it. But nonetheless, it's a hunk of metal that's inside my wallet that I put inside my shoe inside the tub. I should have remembered that. I, that's my fault. But the and okay, I even even I even have time for this. This is no. This is not a problem. But uh, unfortunately, they had like the bags lined up that needed like special screening. Mine was like second. Okay, great. There's only one ahead of me. However, and you'll and now you'll appreciate why I'm still annoyed. Like two months later, I guess some guy found a really great deal on hard candy and boy he's a ha- he's a hard candy loving man I get, he went he, he came to chicago the capital of hard candy and rather than say and he bought like a ton of hard candy and rather than say i'm going to put all my hard candy in like one of my carry-ons and therefore when i open up the, the when i open up that bag i'll have all my hard candy there no he said I've got like 14 bags with me and my friends. I'm going to take a little bag of, I'm going to partition them so there's a little bag in each one of them, thus forcing TSA to separately open each one of the bags of himself and his companions to find the one little bag of hard candy, even though they know that, of course, they know that this is this is the problem and they, they recognize it. They're going to have to search, not just find the bag of candy, but also meticulously search each one. And now I'm like, I can't believe that I might miss my flight because of this son of a mother and his <laughs> damn hard can't. He doesn't look like he's a grandparent for one thing, and it doesn't look uh. like it's spectacular. It's it looks like the the only uh, the 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 flag that this would have raised is that nobody under the age of eighty three owns this much hard candy. There must be like a little heroin capsule or a glass of marijuana or whatever the whatever the dosage is in each one of these little like cellophane little wrap things because oh. so yes that's uh. that's token listeners thank you for like letting me vent i i promise you that that would be one huge diversion of the show damn i wasted it in the first you know it's okay that happens i will say that i used to go through tsa with pepper spray but that's because I had I had a very um had a pepper spray that didn't look like a normal pepper spray canister and so you know, I was traveling alone to Europe and stuff. Yep. You know, you, you know, girls, girls trying no, to make sure this is okay. I anyway. Know. Well, also, also, you know, what I'm, I got so impressed by pepper spray when Johnny Knoxville, when he's doing the, he was doing the press tour for like <laughs> yes. his latest, I'm, I'm going to get hit in the groin ecological area over yes. and over again from, and so, so he's been like shot with like rubber bullets. He's had all, every single like, He's been tased. He's been all, in all of his videos. Every, you name it, <laughs> uh, and you name like a non-lethal like deterrent thing. He's and he says hands down the pepper spray was the absolute worst. That there, I would never ever ever want to like be in front of pepper spray because as long as this person is any you're within any like twelve feet of this person you're down and that's it. So so you're you're very right to stick to your guns and or pepper spray. <laughs> 
on that note, on that um, note. did you ever get messages for web to work? Uh, I managed to get it to work this week. Yeah, I guess it finally went out for real uh, live for everybody this week, and I just got it like yesterday, and it's working really great. Uh, I'm uh, much better than uh, it, it's probably the most solid multi-platform whatever message you send lands on whatever device you're in front of because it's just bonehead simple. I, as soon as I set it up, I I immediately started receiving and sending texts through the through the web interface. The only time it it's setting up was very very easy. Um, another reviewer thought that uh, setting it up by you set it up by uh, by uh, launching the updated messages app, visiting a, visiting a web a site on the web browser, and will show you a, a, a QR code. So just again, show just aim your camera at that. It'll pick it up and say, "Oh, okay, this is this is Andy's computer." So now we'll link this to uh, to his messages account. Uh, and that was very. Some people, uh, one reviewer, I think. Might have be, might have been on Gizmodo. Thought that was complicated, but I thought it was easy as pie. It was, it was, it was. Don't you love it when there's some sort of a, a QR code or some sort of like when you're redeeming like an Apple gift card, and even before you've stopped moving the camera and lined it up inside that target, it's already. Nope, don't don't worry, already got it. That's that's what happened. Uh, but yeah, it was. It's there's nothing to say about it because it just plain worked. The only time in the past day that it didn't work is mysteriously it's i tried to send a message and it said i can't find i can't see your phone right now but that was that cleared itself up and like before i did anything to try to fix it um so long uh, the only requirement is that it's not it's not sending your messages from your web browser through some sort of like sms gateway it is actually in contact with your phone wherever you can, it can wherever it can find it whether on your local wi-fi or even on mobile broadband mm-hmm. and then simply saying hi phone please actually send this as a text message but it was fast it was it was there was, didn't seem to be any perceptible delay I'm very happy with it Android messages this week taught me that I don't want Android messages in the browser window. I <laughs> I just want to put my phone face down and pretend like the rest of the world doesn't exist because I've got things to do. Oh, boy. Yeah. But I will say it was just as seamless as hooking up Aloe to the web. So that was a nice a nice sort of synergy um, between apps, unlike, unlike how I feel about the Google Podcast app, which I'm still like trying to love. I'm still learning to love it. That's what I've been working on this week. I've been working on learning to love Google Podcasts, despite its its you know lack of casting abilities and its lack of Android Auto integration. You know those little things it doesn't have. I guess it's a pretty nice app. What is what does Google do that? They this isn't the first time they've launched an app that is missing what you might call some like tentpole features that Google associates with the Google experience. And why why not just say say is there an intern here who knows how casting works? And can you please <laughs> cut and paste a, a code library into our new app to make sure that that podcast will be able to cast? I mean, it's just a piece of code, right? Come on. <laughs> it's just, you know, <laughs> typing, isn't it? Just... Isn't it just it's typing it in? Um, <laughs> another thing that I haven't really been able, I actually haven't even tried to set it up is continued conversation on the Google assistant. I know everybody's been sort of clamoring about it. And by everybody, I mean my Google feed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I haven't, I haven't tried to set it up or anything. Have, have you had any yep, luck? I, I was just using it today. It's a, you, you have to, you have to go into the updated home at Google home app 
And now there's actually in preferences, there's a listing for continued conversation. And all you got to do is flip that switch and you can now just simply say, hey, Guillermo, like what, what's the weather tomorrow? And then it tells you what the, the weather's going to be horrible. And then you can just simply say, how about, how about tonight? Or, oh, um, remind me to like buy eggs on Saturday. And without having to say that, that word in advance, I've, I've only had it for, I only turned it on about four or five hours ago, but already it's sort of, it's sort of short circuiting my social software and making me think of magic voice as an actual person. Because Uh-oh. if, because I, 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 when I was eight years old at, at the latest, I sort of beat myself out of the, uh, out of the habit of saying, Flo, have you tried to continue conversation yet? Flow, but have you looked for the update right. yet? Flow, if you go into preferences, yeah. So it's wow, it's that's these, annoying. It's, actually, exactly. If the Google Home were a human, I'd be really annoyed being like referred to. It, it would start saying, "No, it's going to be beautiful tomorrow. No thunderstorms. No two inches of rain. You should wear shorts and no shirt and just go outside and with a put the top down right now." Trust me, yes. I know. <laughs> so wait, so this is in preferences. If you got the latest version of the of the of the of the, uh, of the home app, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna open up myself so I know that I'm not sending you down the river. Yeah, if you go into preferences, and there should be the last option item is gonna be continued conversation. Ah, uh, so and, uh, there it is. And it's also turning it's, it on. Yep, and it's also fine grained so that like I've got three. I've got three Google Home devices, and it can tell me allow like allow one speaker to do that, but not the rest of them, or so it's really because I, I suppose you don't want to have like a three-way argument between <laughs> between your three devices about which one is picking up the conversation. That's probably that's going to be bad enough as it is. I'm waiting for the moment when uh, maybe Amazon Echo and maybe Siri end up getting similar capabilities and then somehow just tricking all three speakers to talk to one another. And then just I mean, I know people do that anyway, but just to have it done organically. Just to show how they <laughs> can be fooled. I don't know. Maybe that uh, you know that's that that will be. I, I would not begrudge Apple or Google or Amazon for trying to do that thing where we'll just try. If if, if there's a if there's like a yes, I don't think there's a spoken command for for Google Home to like a spoken command that will turn off the microphone. But like if if Siri sees that there's a there's a Wi-Fi device on this network that corresponds to like a Google Home device, you can say, Guillermo, turn off the microphone and leave oh, it yeah. off, no matter what I tell you through any other app. Okay, <laughs> well, gonna, we know. I own we know the weather. I own kitchen timing in this house from now on. <laughs> it would be Apple that would do that. <laughs> As, as and also, to, you're unsafe. Yeah, privacy concerns. Yeah, we don't take any data. Yeah, you know what? I don't need any more left from you, Siri. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I love Apple, but I could see them like at a keynote saying, "And we've listened to our users who are oftentimes confused, and when because there are more than one device, so they're now 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 Siri will automatically turn off any competing smart home product to make sure." That you get the best voice experience, You're right? Welcome. To streamline your voice experience. That's how it and works. Pause for pause for applause. Yes. This is this has really been like a week of. There's not a whole lot of news. There was a. Uh, there's uh, they've uh, uh, Samsung has announced a date for their 
uh, for their uh, Galaxy Note 9 uh, rollout in the United States. It's going to be an event in New York on, I think, August 9th or something like that. Yeah, but it's that, about okay, that time. Big deal. Uh, there are more, yet more renders about the uh, for the uh, new version of the Google Pixel 3, both of both editions. Okay, we've talked about that to death. But everything else was really things that we've been promised by Google for a while that for some reason, I guess everybody wanted to start their 4th of July holidays early. And so they said, boss, if, if, we, if we get our code finished, can we take a, an eight-day weekend? And then they said, okay, fine. And therefore, we're getting... I got a new Shield TV update. I got a Shield Android TV update. New new Google Maps. Uh, there's a new demo of Google Duplex. We'll get into all that stuff. Um, so I, I got the uh, so I got the uh, new update. The uh, uh, the Oreo update to uh, Android TV from Shield. Uh, huge huge update in that it changes totally and improves quote unquote the homepage. Uh, the, the the page that you see like when you launch before you launch any apps mm. um and i it's both good and bad i liked it because now instead of just giving you here's a grid of uh, of app uh, of app squares uh, and maybe some links into things that are might be interested within those things it really is set up as uh, here are you here are all the apps that have been updated for this feature and it will supposedly give you direct access to actual content inside Hulu, inside YouTube, inside Google Music. All that. So you don't have to actually launch, drill into it in order to get to this thing that it's teasing you that here's something that's playing that's available right now. So that's good. It's also good that you can, <laughs> the first thing you do is, I never realized I had so many streaming media apps that I've don't use, have never used, and never will use until the update was complete. And now my screen is like filled with this vertically scrolling list of, oh, voodoo, what is that? Like oh here's Jelly TV. What is Jelly TV? And but you can you can you can hold down the button and you can actually turn off all those stuff. That's okay. What is Jelly TV? It's something I made up because there I, I, Voodoo, oh. Voodoo was the only one of like this these like nine or these nine extra apps that I couldn't I use so infrequently that I can't remember even what their names are. Just I have that thing. I I have so I have an HBO Go app even though I don't have. Okay, so so. Uh, in theory, I'm really, really up for this experience because it means uh, here now. If 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 I were building this, here's how I would go with that. Our here, here's what I would want as a user: that YouTube. Oh, here this you you subscribe to uh, uh, you, you subscribe to the Techmoan channel. Here's a new Techmoan video. Here's a new uh, here's a new uh, Winter Garden video. Winter Garden video, and underneath that, Google uh, Google Play Music. Oh, here's the uh, your last time you were in Google Music. Here are the last five things, playlists, or albums you're listening to. All just things that are here's uh, Netflix. Here's the here's the the here's the movie that you were you stopped watching two nights ago because it got real scary and sad, and you realize it's at one thirty a.m. and you don't want to go to bed all scared and sad that sort of stuff but every single one of these apps like the the youtube app will not let you will not put your subscriptions or recently played stuff inside that homepage. all you get is here's what stuff that we're recommending to you here are recommended videos and here are trending videos you can turn each one of those uh, selections on and off so you have only you can have only uh, both or one or the other but and same thing for pretty much every, same thing for google music same thing for i think hulu all this sort of stuff before I started like making modifications to turn things off was not here's stuff that you you have expressed an actual interest in and here's stuff you're actually interacting with. 
the all it was here's unfortunately well, you, you've already told us that you like the tech moan channel we're not learning anything new about you by making it easy for you to play this new video we need to put more to more experimental toys inside the skinner box to see if andy picks one of these up and plays with them therefore well that way we'll learn oh does he like car engineering channels or does he like brand new like brand new like state-of-the-art cars videos i know we'll give them an abc test by putting these sample videos like uh you so f totally figured out how not i don't want to use this well i don't have that problem because i don't have a shield <laughs> uh but i will say that um the longevity of this particular product i mean it's quite surprising compared to some Google products out there. Like this thing has been around for a while. Yeah, uh, uh, the Android TV, you mean, or is Shield TV? The Shield TV. Yeah, it's, it's been around for like three or four years. Yeah, um, it's like, it's still going. And the fact that it got like another major update, like people are still talking about this. I get a lot of comments, um, like whenever, you know, there's a discussion on the internet about streaming or what have you. I will typically get a lot of comments like, oh, I love my NVIDIA Shield. <laughs> well, it is, you know? it is the, I think it is the premier Android TV box. And I can't even name that many. I can't, I don't think I can specifically name any other Android TV box that's like even worth mentioning. I think that yeah. every, every time I see one that's an Android TV box, I'll take a look at it and it looks just so like Android cupcake ish in terms of, okay, you, you win the $20 bar bet. You did oh, indeed get bummer. Android running on an Android, but uh, and on, on a TV, but yeah. That's not what I want. Yeah. And the other thing, like now that I'm thinking about it, uh, the fact that it's very telling who is not a content company, because I'm so I'm assuming the interface was designed by NVIDIA, right? I think they're responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you're not seeing things that like you're actually interested in. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I'm just assuming maybe that just wasn't prioritized i don't know i'm just i'm living that chromecast life and i kind of wish i traveled with one so i could just plug it into any monitor anywhere i am i, I don't it's maybe maybe this is going to be like a like an age cultural divide sort of thing because uh I, there's just something about there's something that's hardwired into my tv watching that is sit down pick up a remote stare at like this big screen while you don't even look down at the remote because it's just simply you're just fiddling an up and down button it's there's something that there's something there, i have a sort of like a procedural disconnect when it involves get on my phone find a piece of content on the phone that i want tap this get go tap the the cast button i think part of it is that like the times where it doesn't work because i might have like changed my network and i forgot to put the chromecast device on the same network as yeah. the device i'm working from and so Oh, you mean or the internet is down? Yeah. <laughs> God. Remember when the internet would go down and then you could go watch TV because that was yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't happen in my house. Uh, it's just all or nothing, baby. <laughs> yeah. There, there is a security. There is a like a, a, a like a self security sort of thing, and I don't mean like people breaking in. I mean Linus yeah. sucking on his thumb and holding a security blanket. Like to, like I got, there was some uh, there was an event in the news today that got me bummed out. And for some reason, the fact that I was listening to an album that was streaming from my local server and not from the outside world outside my house at all, for some reason, that was part of what helped me regain my sang Freud. If, that if, if I were streaming from Google Music, 
that's fine. I got it. It's it's there's nothing there's there's nothing specific about this service. That's not like the Google Google or Google Music got me upset, but just the fact that look, there is no world outside these walls. I I bought a CD, I ripped the CD, I put the CD on a server that I own on a network that I created and now it's on a TV that I carried upstairs and put onto that shelf. I'm good. I'm safe. I can, I can, I can keep like nailing pieces of furniture against the windows to keep the zombies out if necessary. If the zombies are like outside streaming media, because I got it inside here. I'm very curious about what our listeners are using at home. So, listeners, if uh, if you've got a television at home and you've got something connected to it, whether it be an Nvidia Shield Android TV box or a Chromecast or perhaps a dongle of some other type, just tweet us. I would love to just. I'm very curious to see what some, you know, maybe Android or Google adjacent users are sort of gravitating towards. And did you go with VHS or beta or do you have both? (laughs) No, I have Laserdisc. (laughs) Select division. Yes. Yes. Uh, Fancy. I got, I got the one that's like the the video record player, the analog one. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So the the other thing, we should get to an ad, but um, like the 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 last thing in this little roundup was um, this one I only found out about because I was actually looking for like Google News, which means I every couple of days I troll for I troll all the official Google blogs because they have so many things and sometimes they kind of submarine certain announcements so you don't really know about them. So they've added they've, they've added a uh, a new Explore tab in Google Maps. Which is like so it's it continues the transformation of Google Maps from a tool that you turn to when you need to know where a single where a thing is or how to get to a certain thing and to a well I'm going to simply go see what Google Maps has to tell me about what my what my world is like right now. Uh, so you can just be in an area and just tap a button and it will show you it'll just simply say here are restaurants nearby. You've seen that, but also things like here, here are events and what kind of events, how about arts events and how about sports events? Uh, and that's pretty good because you kind of never know like what's going on in your own neighborhood until, <laughs> until you wonder why is this street closed? Oh, there's like the 75th annual big Columbus, uh, Columbus or Puerto Rican day parade or Italian day parade happening that apparently is so famous that it's named as one of the best parades in new England. Oh, I've lived in this town on the other side of town for about the last 20 years and I've, okay, good. Okay, all right. Guess, guess some, 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 some truck food today. Uh, but if you tap this button, maybe you'll find out about it. So <laughs> So like, has that ever happened to you where you find out that it takes an internet server a thousand miles away to let you know that there's something cool happening just like a 10 minute walk from your house? Right. So I, so, okay. I just popped into the Google maps app real quick. Uh, I have to know, I didn't notice this. I don't know if this happened before this update, but all the navigations on the bottom now, we're getting some of that new material design scheme coming in on the Google apps. It's like super apparent. Um, and then I scroll to the bottom of the neighborhood that I'm in, and um, I found out that tomorrow night Primus and Mastodon are playing at the Greek Theater. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know, it's working for me. In this yeah, particular, uh, it's just, there's a Barnsdale, the Barnsdale Art Park is having an event tomorrow night. It shows Janelle Monae is playing tomorrow at the Greek Theater. Um, I. I mean, that's kind of nice. I, I would love to see this built out to a sort of TripAdvisor kind of engine because 
TripAdvisor has become uh, a little less reliable. I'm hmm. learning. Apparently, like you can't, I don't know, it, it's like a hard algorithm. So apparently TripAdvisor is not to be trusted because you don't have to like actually provide proof of having done the experience or stayed at a place to leave a review about it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, you never know if somebody just went in there, you know, cause they had a personal vendetta to which I'm thinking how many personal <laughs> vendettas are there out there against like tourist guides. But anyway, um, but I would love something like this just integrated in Google maps because I use Google maps anyway for everything just to figure out how to like find the grocery store around the block just to make sure that I know exactly which building it is because I have so much anxiety about like walking and going <laughs> places. Cause it's like, especially in a new place can be really anxiety-inducing. Yeah, it's. It, uh, I I hope it gets a little bit better. Not that there's there's anything bad about it uh, right now, but there are like two really big things happening within like the next ten days uh, near 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 my house. One of which mm-hmm. one of this is of course the Fourth of July as we record is like less than a week away. So it didn't tell me that. Oh, if you here is a, there's fireworks happening within about a 20 minute walk of your house or rather a safe place to view said fireworks. You're not, this will not be ground zero of the launches. I don't think that would be a helpful thing uh, for the, for it to, for it to tell me. Uh, but okay. So no information about that. There's also this huge arts festival happening. That is, this is, this is what kind of made me realize that I'm kind of dumb about local events. Apparently it's, I, I, I've, I've lived in this, in this area for about 10 years and I know that occasionally I will see like banners somewhere on one of my daily walks at arts arts thing arts fair this weekend. That, which from my point of view, it could be oh the local community church is having like an art sale and auction of its member. Okay, I don't know. It's like a banner, but okay, that's nice. And I come to find out that <laughs> that no, you can't park on this street, this street, this street, or this street because that's where like all the tents and booths for like artists like showing off prints and artwork is, is going to be. Uh, <laughs> So you're saying you'd you'd like for Google to tap into like localized, super localized data? I just I just feel like this event is big enough that it should have pointed it out. It didn't. It's mm-hmm. not as though that tab was empty. It was telling me that oh here's a here's a performance going to be playing at a saloon a few miles away. Here's another thing's happening. There's plenty of plenty of content, but uh, the stuff that I would really want to know about is stuff that there there. How many times has it happened to any of us where? You find out that oh, there was something wonderful happening, just like uh, like a, a ten minute car ride away, and you find out about it four days after it happened. So I yeah, would, that is. I, I, yeah. I would I would get into the habit of tapping that button in, in the Explore tab and and Google Ma- Google Maps just to see. Oh, geez, I, got, I haven't been I haven't really done anything social in the last week and a half. Wonder if anything's really cool is happening next week. Maybe I'll invite some friends over. And uh. I'd rather use you know the other thing is I really would rather use Google Maps so much more than Facebook. Because, like, I I wish you could get the, you know, because when you go to Facebook, you'll find out about events that are just put together, right? Like, I wish that that information could translate over to Google Maps so I can know about, you know, like, little community meetings or stuff like that uh, without having to go to the dreaded Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I, I don't like Facebook. I also don't like how useful Facebook often is. <laughs> like this oh, is no. this is I, it's just it just a stake through my heart when I have to admit that I, I every time that I want to say that it's an evil evil site and it should be destroyed something will happen like uh, a friend of mine is last week a friend of mine was visiting for for a couple of nights 
And I thought that another friend of, of, of our, a mutual friend of ours who is kind of nearby, like she's been like out of the, out of the state for like all summer, but she happened to come by to be spending the week like back home. And it wasn't until she was posting Instagram, my, my friend was posting Instagram pictures from my house that, Oh my God, that, that this other friend, Oh my God, are you, we should do dinner. We should do dinner. Like, Oh, damn it. Stupid Facebook being responsible for uh, for four people having a really wonderful dinner together that wouldn't have happened if not for the fact no, damn it i got i can't, i got to postpone my 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 only satanists use facebook or appreciate facebook blog posts it's going to be a scorcher it's going to be real uh, damn it but, but before so, you go, go yeah before we go to the ad yeah no there's there's just one last thing that that, that google can't do anything without reminding us that they're a very weird company that maybe as much as we like it, if this is their reasons why we ever we always think it's really really weird. So here's from the from the Google blog post of like here's the new features. I'm, I'm reading a quote here. It allows you to make plans faster. If you have location history turned on, each restaurant or bar now features quote your match unquote a numeric rating that tells you how likely you are to enjoy a place based on your own own preferences. So you can save time scrolling through lists of reviews and quickly make a decision about where to go. So a they feel confident in giving us a numerical ranking i really want to know how decimal points how many decimal points it is like to the right of the of the zero (laughs) no 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 we we really don't think you would like the pirates hideaway it only is only a 1.84418 percent chance that you would like a pirate theme restaurant that serves japanese cuisine like no that's weird that's so bizarre that really you wouldn't like that that sounds fun i'm kind of i'd be kind of offended if they didn't think that I would enjoy something as misguided as that. I would, I was, I would, the only reason for me not to go to a place like that is that I, I fear that the proprietor of this place would seem like a kindred spirit and I might wind up investing in his restaurant. Well, I just went to the for you tab and it just gave me stuff that's back at home, which I guess <laughs> will be useful. I guess that's supposed to be, you know, you pop in. Um, also interesting to know is that uh, we've got uh, links to articles now for the restaurants in- okay. embedded in Google Maps. That's good. That ma- makes it feel like you're getting information from the web as opposed to from Google. Although yeah. that, although that 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 recommendation that it gave you really impresses me because if I were like 300 miles away from home and it said it basically said we feel as though there's a 99.7 percent chance that you would rather be home right now. You should go home wherever you. I don't know why you're 300 miles away. I'd be wow, Google. You get me. You know what I'm all about. You're right. I would much rather be home right now. <laughs> and on that note, let's jump into the ad. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at five dollars a month, and you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Whether you're just getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. Linode offers the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support behind it all. It's never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. Linode guarantees 99.9% uptime for server availability, and once your server is up, they keep it that way. And Linode offers additional storage too. Block storage is now out of beta and is available in Fremont and Newark. And Linode plans to expand their block storage to all data centers by June. That's this month. 
Linode is great for tasks like hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating a VPN, running Docker containers, hosting a private Git server, and so much more. Oh, and Linode is also hiring right now. So if this interests you, go to linode.com backslash careers. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at one gig of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gig of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven day money back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code material2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting the show. So are we still excited about uh, the Google Duplex demo from Google I.O.? So I I saw this morning um, after we landed in L.A., I, you know, did my whole checking Twitter as you're still on the runway. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so important to know what happened for the 40 minutes that you're in the air. Um, and I saw that there were just uh, tweets of fellow colleagues around uh, this little tech journalism world of ours who had the privilege of a demo of Google Duplex, a real life demo, not that pre-recorded, you know, Sundar Pichai lead us into what this thing is, uh, presentation that we had at the keynote. This was a full-on demo. Uh, I didn't get to really, like, dive into those stories, but I have to say, like, I'm a little envious. Yeah. I want to talk to Google Duplex. I really want to sense it, and I, I kind of want to sense the psychology of what I would feel. Yeah. Um using it i i want to know how i would feel like what my reaction would be to it also it's it's kind of like when you've got the when, when a new cool kid like moves into town and it's their for it's their first day at school it's like i got to be one of their one of those cool kids first new new first friends because otherwise the other people will yeah. like poison the cool kid against me and i will never be get to use their oh, pool school's so hard for kids yeah. you make it so hard for them I'm, I'm clearly still grappling with some pain but uh but it, it was a it was a, there was a lot of really good information uh, in th- these pieces. I was reading the, the 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 coverage from The Verge, which was really chock full of protein here, of st- starting with the boring stuff. Uh, so the reason why they're letting people have uh, they're inviting some journalists in to have these controlled demos, but it looked like they were they were actually getting to talk to the real thing. Uh, so the boring stuff is that they're going to start testing uh, uh, Google Duplex in the wild uh, in a few weeks' time. Uh, and just to show you how complicated this whole job is, uh, it's it's not it's not like when a new feature of uh, Google Mail of Google Mail goes live and it just starts rolling out and some people have it and other more people have it. It's no, this uh, in a few weeks they're going. It's a the testing is going to be limited to uh, what they call a set of trusted user testers. So not wide, but people that they've handpicked as being people who know how to like test software. Uh, and then and then for that. Only with businesses that Google has partnered with, so it's not as though they're just allowing the, this uh, this thing to call just about anybody. Um, and even so, uh, even within this limitation, they're only turning on like new features as they get more confident with what the uh, with what Duplex can do. So first, Google uh, at the first stage only it'll only be able to handle questions about holiday hours. 
then it can actually, it will actually be able to do restaurant re- reservations. And then the third thing, I never knew that the that higher stylist reservations are one of the is it's really like the the moon landing of Google Duplex. So they're saving that's the toughest thing. They're they're saving that one for last. Uh, and, yeah. And again, to put some more perspective in this, the there those are the only three things that Google that, that Google Duplex has been trained on so far. So no mention of uh, doctor's visits. Right. No. Or anything like that. Right. Not nothing. Nothing about how I have. I'm building. I'm building a porch, and uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Andy is building a porch, and he needs to know. Even the, he he lives only like within 15 miles of the ocean. Does he? Does he? Sheet, should he use pressure treated lumber for interior walls, or will just regular sheetrock over re- regular two by fours be okay? So yeah, we're talking about a limited range of stuff that it can actually do. Uh, but uh, that's but that's like that's sort of the the boring stuff. This is like the hands on stuff. So these. The the people who were invited to into this got to essentially pretend to be the business who are receiving the phone call from Google Duplex. So they weren't like speaking to their phones and saying, "Hi, hi, Google, please send oh. me get me hair uh, hair appointment." But that, but okay. that's, but that's sort that's the meat of the people's questions after that demo. Uh, well, first of all, The Verge and others are want to confirm that we feel as though the demo that they gave at Google I/O was one hundred percent correct and true. That it's not as though they faked it together or cut audio from several different things. Uh, it's this real because what they're they're experience was exactly like the experience that they had uh, that they heard uh, at Google IO uh, so they were t- they're really impressed with how naturally the conversation felt both in the quality of the voice and also just speaking having a conversation with something at the other end of this phone uh, and th- uh, and uh, Google's engineers and vice presidents who are there guiding it were had were making the point to them is that it's when we have the when we have the AI saying mm and basically taking mm-hmm. breaths and stuff like that it's not so it's not so much to trick the business into thinking that it's a human it's because the the app the, the piece of software has a job to do which is to set up this hair appointment and they found out that if the voice seemed in any way unnatural for any reason they were getting yes. a lot of hang-ups or they're getting a lot of people who would just like not complete the task and if the job is to get a hair appointment set up the best thing to do is to make sure that this you're not giving this person a reason to say oh my god it's a computer click when remember that this service is based on that the point of the service is to try to get to get a customer for this business man i have to say it must have been really annoying (laughs) to have to be google and to have all of us be like it's really creepy that it goes uh um and all this like we were all freaking out right after the initial demo at google io but the real truth of the matter is that this stuff is not going to fly in the real world unless the real world feels (laughs) like it's real yeah. I mean, and it is real. Like it's just because it's artificially made, but like it's real in its existence. I don't know how to say. It. I mean, it's a tangible thing really when you think about it. But um but um there I go. See, I yeah. don't even think when I do that. <laughs> I, it just happens. I should I should tell our listeners that again, we have a Skype video connection that you guys can't see. This is actually she's yes, she she didn't just say I've got I got to be in LA so I will have Google Duplex do my end of the show for me. This is I actually see video. And convincingly bad yeah. video of, of 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 what what I what I look like when I'm just have to plop a laptop on a on an unfamiliar desk with unfamiliar Wi-Fi. So this is absolutely <laughs> flow. Yes, yes, um, yeah. Oh man, I really wish I could have interact. I have to say though, so that the idea that they had to interact with it a certain way makes me think that 
it really is just so limited that there's no way you can deviate from the program, which is a worry. Well, they, no, they um, the version. So, like, I'm afraid I didn't take notes of everybody else. So I don't, I don't want to attribute quotes to people who I didn't that uh, incorrectly. But they're saying that they really they really tried to throw them. Like uh, the, the the person who uh, who was there representing the Verge uh, tried to throw the assistant by saying when uh, uh, when when when. when uh, duplex asked it what time do you what, what time do you close he said well we're op- we're opened we're open until 10 but uh, we only have bar food after 6 p.m and said that it was it was it was dealing with these curves very very well um there was a little bit of confusion a little bit of text in there that confused me a little bit because he seemed to be talking about an instance in which it handled it correctly and another instance in which he managed to stump it but didn't mention exactly what he said to stump it but here but here's another really interesting thing so there is actually a there's actually a team of human operators behind Google Duplex that are standing by so that if Duplex screws up or gets into a situation the call gets handed off to an actual human being uh Partly to make sure wow. that the task gets finished, meaning that there is, there will be a restaurant reservation passed back, uh, but also so that the human being can basically annotate the transcript, saying, "Okay, this is where this is where Duplex screwed up," and so they can teach it to do a little better. Which sounds sounds fun, but uh, it did make me, of course, think, "Okay, privacy." So, so now, as what what do you how do you feel that now there are human beings that are privy to your restaurant reservations or your hair appointments and how does this how will this translate when it actually does come into my hello i'm calling i'm calling on behalf of andy notko he has a sort of like a pus filled fistula um and he's been wearing like high neck shirts but starting to ooze and there's a kind of a smell he's been blaming it on his on his cat when people come and visit like I don't want people. I don't. I. I. I'm a kind of. I'm almost okay with, with Google Duplex knowing about that if it means that I don't have to say this to another human being to make this medical appointment. But I would not want like an operator to have to say. Let's just. I. I don't want to repeat this. Suffice to say that Andy's got something gross going on, and he's so embarrassed he wanted a, a faceless corporation to make this this appointment for him. I don't know either. If you if you saw That's the stuff point, I've got on my screen about him. That's a really good point. I mean, there have been plenty of times where I've called the doctor and like, you know, make an appointment with the receptionist and they want to, you know, they ask me like what's going on so they can leave the message for the doctor. But it's just like, <laughs> I feel really weird talking to you because you are not the person in the examination room with me. Yeah. So like, I don't feel a sense of privacy over the phone with you. And so, yeah, that's a really good point. Like that's, that's why we need robots. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a, that's a that's a question that I that I would have asked. Um, but there's a, there's uh, there's also yeah. uh, so another another thing about the uh, about the call. This is this is something that people were really curious about after the demo. That of course there's a question of there's the ethical question of when a computer is calling a human being, does a human being have the right to know that this is not a human being, this is a computer? Mm-hmm, right. Also the fact that this is a machine that must be recording something, and there are states where you can't. There's a there's a two party rule where both parties have to be it can't be recorded unless both parties know about it. So apparently they have a there is a library of of phrases that Google Duplex will use when the call begins. Uh, again, the Verge article uh, quotes one of them saying, for example, one call began with quote Hi, I'm calling to make a reservation. I'm Google's automatic booking service, comma. So I'll record the call. Uh, can I book a table for Sunday the first? And just oh. say uh. Exactly. No, and this is and this is super interesting okay. too. So that's I, why I'm asking you. 
to clarify on that. Um. Yeah, I mean, my my because my first reaction was, so wait a minute. So your first statement is that hi, I'm not a real person, but then you're still trying to trick somebody by putting like a hesitation and an um. But it turns out that again, this 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 is why this is a really good article. The reason why the um is there is to give like a little bit of breathing space so that if the person's if the person the other says, hey, wait, I I I want nothing to do with this. I don't want to be recorded. Then Google Duplex will say, okay, that's that. Uh, here's um is that, do i have it uh, i didn't i didn't i didn't write down the actual text text but it will but but basically google, google duplex will hear that and say that's fine i'll call back on a non-recorded line and then an actual human being from google will call to like make this thing happen i really want to try this out yeah i know <laughs> me too i see as, as soon as i was reading about this i was thinking about um I I, there, but I I have a good relationship with the sandwich shop that's like right around the corner from my place. Mm-hmm. And so you've I, mentioned the sandwich shop on this podcast before. It, it is lovely. Cause I, well, cause oftentimes, like if, if it's podcast day, that's that's almost synonymous with a I have not, I probably miss breakfast or lunch. And B, I really don't have t- the time or inclination because I've been working all day today to actually cook. So that's when I will call downstairs to get a sandwich. And so sometimes it's a, it, I, I thought about this person who is the most uh, the, the most efficient taker of, an, of a phone order ever. He will just he will he will collapse the, the the name of this place down to one syllable. He will if there's something important he has to say he will say it first before he even starts picking up. Like he will say uh, for the forty five minute wait for pickups. Hello, <laughs> and then he will he will give you the most staccato the most the the most even like half of a syllable of an acknowledgement that communicates with you. Yes, I have received your order. I have recorded it, and it will be ready in about 20 minutes or so. And so if, if I had been in this group of people, I would have been channeling the spirit of this, this guy specifically and trying to throw him every time the first, the first three or four times yeah. I ordered the times that he threw me, but I said, what? 45. Uh, well, I'm not ordering a 45. I want a, a, a six inch sub. Like I can't really eat a 45 inch. sub. yeah. So <laughs> that's, you know, I was just thinking like, Andy, there's your story right there. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how your sandwich guy is going to feel about that, but <laughs> you know, I would be, yeah, I'd be very curious. I, I really want to see this tested more beyond just the confines yeah. of Google approved partners. Well, you you can, know what I mean? You can think about how they could really expand this to make it even, uh, to make it more business friendly. I, th- I think it's business friendly as it is. Um, actually, here's some here's some other details that came out of all these demos that uh, a business can opt out of it entirely. Yeah. Uh, there's, they can go. There's a page on Google where businesses are listed, like on Google Maps, and they can basically click a button and say no at no point robocall me. Um, and uh, uh, there's there are also uh, there's, there's also they mentioned things uh, non specific. So fail safes to prevent people from using duplex to abuse a business like using duplex to like sort of flood a, a restaurant with like prank phone calls apparently right. there's something to make sure to, for that can detect okay this is like the third call this person has tried to make to this place in the last 10 minutes so guess what you're cut off from sub from delicious submarine sandwiches for the next two or three days um so so it looks like it looks like they're trying to make they're trying to make sure that it's a positive experience for businesses and again this is a service that's designed to give these businesses customers uh, but when but 
wouldn't it be nice if this if the next level of sophistication of this where if someone again the the, the gruff but efficient uh, order taker downstairs to the sub shop if he could say well you know what we have a we have a a, a, a pos terminal system what if we didn't you, your your computer google duplex didn't even have to uh, didn't didn't even have to like waste any of my time it could just talk to my computer and simply i would just simply get a ticket that would be spit out just like any other saying mm-hmm. submarine sandwich pick up delivery 20 minutes here's the address like i don't have to answer the phone i don't have to be gruff but lovable i don't i can just be gruff and only the sandwiches will hear me being gruff it'll save me time and i'll just i will get the money i'm i'm good with it gruff but lovable uh that is definitely (laughs) that is definitely how i feel when i open the door to the fedex guy (laughs) he's the one i see often um he's seen me in a lot of my pajamas you know, I'm very comfortable around him. What can I say? No, yeah, good, that, good. you know, I just, so the other thing I was going to say, by the way, when you were mentioning earlier that the thing that's really, um, the thing that they're trying out is to ask for holiday hours. Me thinks that this is going to be part of a big announcement during like maybe the pixel event. I have a feeling mm-hmm. like that's when they're going to announce some of this stuff is working. Maybe. I don't know if it's that close <laughs> to being available, but it just makes me think it would be around that time. And I could imagine a campaign around like, you know, use Google to figure out when you can go shopping at Macy's kind of thing. That's that's clever. I, I hadn't I had that hadn't occurred to me that so that so that make it would make sense that if they were planning on rolling it out at the same time as like and let's say android p or thereabouts it's, mm-hmm. it's not part of android p so they could do it whenever they want but if they know that probably we're looking we're going to need probably another four or five months to get this so that we can even start to roll it out to real people that'll be around october or november and the only thing that people will want to use it for is hi are you open are you open on christmas eve and so that so <laughs> maybe they're going to want that even more than the hairstyling thing yeah, I mean, because the hairstyling thing, I mean, that just sounds complicated. <laughs> but um, the good news is that there's a lot of people or a lot of salons that they use like online booking. So again, this is like supposed to be in lieu of online booking. Yeah, this is this is the the thing that you use um, when the online booking doesn't exist. Yeah. You would have this little robot call and make the the appointment for you, so that you have to, you don't have to deal with it. So as long as you have places <laughs> that do online booking and online ordering, you never have to use Duplex. Yeah. I, I I'd almost be more I'd almost have been more impressed with it, not as a technology demo, but as a useful feature. If they were saying, and we've partnered with the makers of every major. A POS terminal system and every single appointment uh, and scheduling system for salons, so that behind the scenes, Google, uh, our our servers will simply digitally con- interface with the, the with uh, these pieces of software, find an available uh, an available time and sp- that's compatible with you, even find a slot for your favorite stylists, and we'll just simply give you we'll give you confirmation that this has been locked in and without having to without having to talk to people. What makes it miraculous is not just the real live sounding person but the idea that there are how many salons like don't have that kind of capability but still will be able to get new clients based on simply based on the fact that these people are right around the corner this person needs an appointment in two days and (laughs) and yes we're down to supercuts but he he really does need a haircut so 
The other thing I'm wondering is if behind the scenes, what Google is doing to let businesses know or what it's going to do, what the campaign is going to be. Um, I'm thinking about back when Samsung Pay came out a couple of years back. I remember that was like a question that was on my mind was how are you letting businesses know that like you have this this technology coming out that is different from NFC, yada, yada. So I'm curious to know if Google is got, you know, has some plans to go around the neighborhoods and say, hello, we're your friendly neighborhood robots. We're going <laughs> to let you know this is what's going on. I don't know. I just... Yeah, that, that, that's I a feel good, like that's a courtesy. That, that's a good point. I think because uh, the Samsung fake contactless uh, pay system, it was the, the it's, not, it's magnetic. It's oh, magnetic. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's like this versus a chip. It's this machine that, like the, that, the store probably acquired during the Bush, the George W. Bush uh, administration, <laughs> yes. and these people this, have not been like if if something if something takes Apple Pay or Google Pay, you know, the contactless payment. They've probably at some point when they were taught how to how this how the register works that if someone if the customer could wiring the customer will like tap the phone on this and if you get a confirmation you press this button do they know when you have a, a, a somewhat wonky wonky service uh, from Samsung which I couldn't get to work reliably 100 percent of the time like this person is going to turn to this person who just got done watching the training tape for how to how to how, how to how to pull the, the the stale bread and replace it with fresh bread just like two days ago and now they have to be tech support on a new samsung phone that they've never even seen before so that that was a big ask i thought yeah well now well now where's the where's the psychological so i keep coming back <laughs> to psychology uh where's the support for people to know that this is going to happen you know yeah. Where's the, where are the flyers on the telephone poles? You know, you, I, you, when you walk around Mountain View, are there flyers that say <laughs> robots are <laughs> robots will be making, I don't know, appointments for people. Stay tuned. I, I think the technology should be inflicted upon people. I don't think that it should be distributed to people. <laughs> if, they, if they don't feel like they're under that a brand new, like crushing weight has been placed on their sh- their shoulders and or that their airway has not been shut off but has been constricted somehow then it's really not great technology it really needs another year in the lab i think yeah. <laughs> the human sp- i know the human spirit is a very very hard thing to break but it can be broken My- mine was broken yeah. 3 years into 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 this industry it can be done and as soon as you break the user's spirit that's when you can stop caring about customer service and that's when you can do whatever the hell you want. And who doesn't want a job like that, I ask you. So does this mean that Google is going to be the one that's ahead all of its competition, <laughs> all of its mainstream competition? Because this is like a pretty big deal. Like this is a pretty big feature to be rolling out. It's not product-based. I mean, it is in a sense, <laughs> but, you know, it's a virtual product. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's definitely Willy Wonka style stuff. Like you don't, um, material design is a really big, cool thing, but you don't capture people's imaginations about how strong you are as a technology company by we've changed, we've changed to a new font. Right. And we've decided that the space between our round buttons and the edge of the screen should be just a little bit more to the left. (laughs) Engineering. A little bit more bold. We're improving the world by nudging the button a little bit to the left. 
Um, but you know, it's it's a good it's a good question. This is this this is the same week that Apple dropped the public beta of iOS 12, and it mm-hmm. has that um, the people who are more wrapped up in Android than iPhone. This might be news to news to them, but they have this really cool like new Siri shortcuts feature, where it will observe the sort of things that you do, the sort of habits you get into, and just simply take note of how to do it on its own. So you'll be like going to Starbucks and it will say, oh, do you want me to order you your usual, your double decaf, half-calf latte, venti, largo, I don't drink coffee, but but the, 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 the idea of I figured out that not only that you're going to, to Starbucks, but maybe instead of like having to open up a certain app and and even tap like a favorites button, maybe I could just simply make that order for you hmm. and just the, and not having to turn on a feature or saying, OK, uh, Shlomo, le- observe and learn or let me set up this string of events for you to capture, but just simply for the lock screen to suddenly have. Oh, it's, it's th- don't you normally th- call your mom on Thursday night or uh, I, you, you tend to do go for your, to drive to your workout on Wednesday at this time, by the way, there's traffic right now. So you might want to leave early. That's the sort of stuff that really gets people that that's super useful stuff. And it's not limited to now. It can only remind you about nail salon appointments, not hair salon appointments. Now we're working on, we expect to have hair salon appointments <laughs> automatically, automatically making in the next two quarters maybe because we're gonna have to do a soft rollout on that so it's i'm glad that both companies are doing like magical stuff apple might have an edge though in terms of again the the really cool Willy Wonka style yeah in terms of utility yeah because i i don't i i don't make I've, i've never had a problem like making hair salon appointments <laughs> i just like walk I, I i've never gone to a place to cut my hair that doesn't have a paint under the door walk-ins welcome i just simply walk in and i don't know my my my, my solution to restaurant uh, reservations is to either a say oh no I, I i'm good why don't you pick the place for us and then i'm done so i know i, I am that person so like the, as, as cool as this stuff is it's not going to affect my life I just want to apologize very quickly to our listeners as apparently the Airbnb is being uh, blown right now. <laughs> There's just a lot of blowing outside. Uh, anyway. No, I know apologies. that you, I know that on the Google doc you've typed use your radio voice as a prospective title. I would like to propose this Airbnb is being blown. That might, that might get us more. <laughs> that might get I'm us sorry, more. I didn't know how to complete that sentence. <laughs> Um, that's anyway, um, leaf blowers, people armed with leaf blowers are vexing your, your goals for a clean podcast recording. I, yeah. Oh boy. Um, it's also very hot in here because I turn off the fans that we wouldn't have fans oscillating. You see, I go through great lengths to make (laughs) this audio sound good for this show, no matter where I am. Exactly. Because... It's just like Google putting ums and us in its machine learning. You know, I just wanted to sound really authentic and good. <laughs> you, you you have the same determination of of, of an Ellen Ripley, like uh, yes. battling battling alien queens, and you're also sweating as much as as Lieutenant Ripley, the flamethrower, <laughs> battling alien queens in a very okay. in a very like positive, a strong way. I'm saying. It's all right. You know, the Swedish do this all the time. It's, it's good for you. <laughs> um, having a, having a, having a schwitz. Her husband will start beating you with olive branches soon. (laughs) Um, I have to say, I'm a little, I'm a little curious about what's going to be coming out from the Apple side of things because I feel like they, um, 
may soon have a gotcha moment with against against us. Okay, look, I don't want to perpetuate the idea that like we're in a forever war of like Apple versus Google or whatever. But, um, you know, there's some teasing back and forth. And so I do think about the edge that Apple would have to be like, look, our like machine learning things are super useful. Like you actually want them kind of thing. Um, But I actually want this too. I I do want this because this is why I use Google is for stuff like this. This is the bragworthy yeah. stuff that you use Google for. This is what you tell people yeah. about. And this is what you tell like people who don't use it about and they go, oh my gosh, that's that's pretty crazy, cool, unique, creepy, whatever. It starts a conversation. So <laughs> Yeah, it I, that that probably is the line between Google and Apple stylistically. Google is the company that would create and a just short of self-commanding artificial intelligence, self-aware artificial intelligence that saw the sees your sees your 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 Skype video saying, "Ooh, Andy, you're looking a little shaggy in the back there. I'm going to make you. I've already made you an appointment. It's with it's with Stephen that you that who did such a good job four months ago. Remember how much you liked Stephen? All I know is that you seem to have better have positive facial expressions when I was observing you in the mirror in the bathroom for three days afterwards." Yeah, that's that's what we expect from Google, and that's what we're hoping from Google. Apple. I'm gonna is find the, that super useful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna find some way to find it useful. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm sorry. Maybe. Maybe a better. Maybe a better way of putting it is that we would. Ex- we would expect Apple to make a gadget that works better. We would expect Google to make a brand new entity we had never heard of before. Yeah. But we have seen in movies. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Um, what a, what a lovely, what a lovely way to end the week on Google though. I think it's kind of a nice, yeah. was, you know, and yeah, that's, and that's a, another, that's another thing that I, I like both companies. I think both are great. I use both companies products, but this week has been another reason why I uniquely like Google that all the, all they had to do was just like pay attention to app updates and I've got a whole bunch of really cool new features on stuff that I already liked. And so I didn't have to run out and buy anything. I didn't have to wait until September for a brand new operating system update. Of course, it helps that I have a, I have a Pixel phone. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But I will say like for everybody out there who is an Android user or who is just, I mean, into Google, like typically Wednesday is like the day that Google makes an announcement about something. Like they always have a blog post up um, I've been doing this for how many years? And it's like clockwork. Wednesday is like app update day. So you get all these like new features and it's, you know, it's like Halloween every week <laughs> <laughs> or every other week or whatever. So some weeks are more interesting than others. Some weeks are more, you know, some weeks have more to offer than others, but now uh, we're, we're, kind, we're, we're nearly, we're near the end of the show, but I kind of want to explore why you went with Halloween and not Christmas because Christmas is universally, you get, you, you get a present. <laughs> Halloween means you either get like a, a, a lovely mini or full-size Snickers bar or your house gets TP'd and egged. <laughs> you know, at Christmas, it's an emotional time for a lot of people. It's a rough time. Halloween. Good point. It's all about candy and dressing up as something else. So. Ha- <laughs> ha- Halloween is all-inclusive. It's just about gluttony, which is a good, which yeah, is a good exactly. thing. It's about dark gluttony. Your, your family is probably not getting all in your case about... Exactly. Oh, Andy, after after all this time, can we finally can you finally stop saying freelance and start saying jobless? 
<laughs> Underemployed. Yes. That, that's, that's never happened to me on Halloween. <laughs> I, that's never happened to me on Christmas either, but I could feel it. I could sense it from some of my... Okay, so. But here's the trick, kids. If you go to the freelancer's house, the freelancer is always home working, and we will have candy all day on Halloween day, so you can come trick-or-treat anytime. That's fine. Because that's probably the only human interaction I'll get all day. So... Come on by. I got full size Snicker bars. When I when I moved when I moved down here to okay I, no I'm sorry I was about to go into digression I promised only one non Google themed so I can't I can't say that so I perhaps perhaps we should end before I'll, I'll I'll share the digression with you privately after we stop yes recording. and the leaf blower seems to be getting closer and closer so uh, pretty soon <laughs> I may be all me and my podcasting equipment may be blown to smithereens the leaf blowing so. is coming from inside the Airbnb. <laughs> Uh, I love these experiences. They're always someday. Someday, all we'll have will be these memories. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we end, uh, Flo, anything? Anything you'd like to promote or plug? You got anything on Craigslist, like an old mattress or pull-out sofa? Nothing on Craigslist yet. I'm actually going to be selling a bunch of my dresses on eBay when I get back from this little trip. That's like my next thing because I'm trying to bank up some money. Uh, but uh, speaking of banking up money, I'll be doing. Know How with Megan Maroney. We film our first episode next week. I'm really excited. I'm just super excited. I just had a meeting with her before we had our podcast. So our podcast recording. Um, and that starts July 5th, the day after uh, Independence Day in America. Yes. And that'll be on twit.tv. Great. I love your podcast. I love Megan's podcast. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, seeing, to hearing it myself. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Uh, those of you who have access to the internet, but how many of you all have are getting this podcast and also have access to the internet? Uh, I'm going to be on uh, <laughs> my weekly slash biweekly half hour on uh, Boston Public Radio is going to be Friday uh, this this Friday. So if you go to wgbhnews.org, uh, you can listen to it live at like from 11:30 to noon on Friday Eastern Time or any other time, and you'll be able to just simply stream it at your convenience. That's it for this episode of Material. Every Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a good holiday. Remember that if they didn't bring enough hot dogs and hamburgers for you to have thirds, that was that's on them. That's not on you. You're not being a glutton. And if you and also make sure that if you have nieces and nephews, you're t- taking full advantage uh, of your right as uncle or aunt to say, hey, go, go, "Go get your uncle Andy another piece of pie while you're here." <laughs> And slip them a dollar or two because that's the most wonderful thing when you your your, your uncle or aunt hands you a dollar, a crisp one or two dollar bill that they didn't know they or were getting. Or a firecracker. No, 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 these are. Get, give me those sparklers. Uncle Lenny's got just. Uncle Lenny was in Wisconsin two weeks ago. He bought you something really special. Just that's where you get them. What's where what? you get the heavy auxiliary? Whatever your dominant hand is, make sure you light it with the other hand. Just in, you know, it's perfectly safe. Just you know, if you're a lefty, use your righty, and if you're a righty, anyway, don't tell your don't tell your mom or your dad that where you got this from. It was from that weird kid at school. Tell them what you got from the weird kid at school. Okay, that's. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Hope you listen to our show again next week. Until then, have an awesome week, everybody. Bye.